The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. News Radio 570 WKBN and uh, Ron Verb. I don't know if I'm even going to talk to you tonight, just so you know. <laughs> John. You're talking to me, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want to talk to you. I really don't. <clears throat> I know you don't. You're going to be forced to, unfortunately. Oh, goodness. <laughs> John, how are you? You know what? How about you? I'm good, I'm good. That is the voice of uh, Lauren Ludwig, who's... Uh, was the best on the, on the WFMJ Today Morning Show, if I can say so. I st- I'm still writing my letters, bring Lauren back. And, uh, okay, so anyway, that's Lauren Ludwig. He's sitting right there in, uh, in chair number one tonight. John Arnold's on the phone tonight. John, I understand that your television show was as big as when Roseanne returned to the network. Slightly, slightly bigger. <laughs> uh, I, uh... No, I'm, I, hopefully I'm not as big physically as Roseanne, but I, uh, uh. I, uh, on, on a serious note, uh, it was you know, obviously in, thrilled. I was thrilled and honored to uh, get to be part of what Lauren's putting together here, and uh, you know we're launching four to five her show and then mine, and then obviously um, we're rallying for obviously stronger time slot in the future, but putting in our straights. But yeah, I, I'm. Uh, you know, trying to—I'm big into educating the client and uh, or the potential client, the listenership, the viewership. I love educating people on the things that I think need they need educated on the you know the real of our business, so to speak. And uh, and I think that TV show and our radio show together do a great job of doing that. Well, I think it's an important thing to do. Now, let me start with this: is on Sunday at four o'clock on the CW, just so people understand. And it starts at four o'clock in the first half hour. Which I think is a terrific idea, incidentally, John. I, uh, as Lauren Ludwig and Mike Case are doing their own half an hour, uh, lead in t- to you, which Lauren, tell people what that ha- first half hour is all about. Absolutely. Well, th- th- thank you for the time, guys. So I appreciate that. But, um, the, the first, the first half hour is called Valley Spotlight and it's myself, uh, and Mike Case. We have joined force, forces again. Um, he and I have been have been great friends over many years, and it's it's a chance for us to tell some of the stories um, within the valley that are strictly positive, very uplifting. Some things that you just may not even realize that make this place special, or the uncovered stories that we've always come across that w- when we worked for the news that we just didn't have time to tell on television. And I don't mean that. You know, the people at WFMJ, Jack and Mona and Sheila, didn't want to be able to tell these stories. We just simply didn't have the time. There's only so much time in a day. And within a newscast, um, as you as you guys both know, uh, time is of the essence and very valuable. So sometimes a story could only get a minute 15, and it deserved four minutes because that is how much time it would tell it would take to tell it in its entirety. 
And so it gives Mike and I the ability to do that together again and to do it with the people that we love in this place that we, we call home and we're so proud to, to still be able to be here. Does it make you feel good about our community when you watch it? Yes, it does. It reminds you that there are great people doing significant things in a way that it just makes you stop and think and stop and stare and stop and be appreciative of, of the place that we are. All right, because it is a special place. Tell me about the first show which aired on Sunday for o'clock tell our listeners uh, if, if they might have missed it and you know i'm going to make a point you know i don't want to brag to you guys john and uh, i don't want to brag here in front of lauren but i have cable television at my house john and i have yeah, yes i know i do I, yeah you guys will get it someday and i have this special machine which i can tivo this stuff and i'm going right. to tivo this show i'm going to go home tonight and i'm going to tivo it at four o'clock on sunday right right That's and correct. i'm, I'm going to make sure it's it starts recording on Sunday, John, from 4 to 4.30. And then from 4.30 to 5. That was just a cheap one, at John. No, I'm going to make sure it goes from 4 to 5. I'm going right. to TiVo this thing, uh, you know, because, uh, because I can. And tell me about segment number one. Who did you feature on segment number one? Tell our listeners. So segment number one, the first, like, great story, um, it came from Sharon, Pennsylvania, uh, there's a huge mural on the, on the outside of the Ryers building. And to understand that that was literally like the, the, the catalyst for, um, a group of business owners and some investors there to take this artistic approach to investing in their community. So taking this culture, taking this process and then applying it to business is basically what they're doing there. And they're doing it in a big way. And they've got a lot of dollars behind it and a lot of heart behind it. So, um, when you see a, a mural and then that transitions into a, an eclectic coffee shop, which then transitions into, you know, cool office space, it, it, it's a, it's a great story and, and, and it, it, it hinges in the city of Sharon for the first one. And then Mike did a wonderful story about a local veteran, 94 years old, um, who was in desperate need of a, of a new roof on his home. And he once worked at a, at a country club here in town. And he's an African-American man, and he was never allowed to step foot on the golf course because he was Mm African-American. And here we are um, many years later, and a golf outing, the Freedom Warrior golf outing, um, it it raised the money for for his roof. So what once was a sport that he was never allowed to play, all of a sudden, you know, the later years of his life gave, gave gave him a roof. And he's a person who served our country in a very big way. And it's those kinds of stories. It's not just about an event anymore. It's not just about a dollar raise. It is about the people who are making an impact in, in ways that are, that create a tidal wave. And then we all feel the ripple effect from it. But like I said, those are the kinds of stories that Mike and I, we love. And to have a cooking segment with Mark Canzanetta, to have, um, Steel Light International, we're going to be able to go visit restaurants that they've worked with closely. Um, they're putting their company headquarters in downtown Youngstown. Now, what's Steel Light International? Steel Light International, they're a China company. They, they make, um, you know, beautiful dishware and accessories for restaurants all over the world. They're a multi-billion dollar company. They just happen to be here in, in, in Youngstown. And that, that's, And nobody knows it, really. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. And these are the kinds of things that when people say, ah, Youngstown doesn't matter, I say, um, have you heard? Have you seen? So, 
That's yeah. what role we play. You know, there was uh, there was a guy that uh, he, he now lives in Florida. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sean Lawless. He he he. Uh, if you go to Disney, all of the stuff that's built there that runs that's motorized, he, he built right here in this town. His dad actually started building it. Sold all the stuff to Disney. Uh, still, still, ha- he has the feed and sing locally. The bar that's out there, which is kind of just an off offset for him or a hobby for him. But uh, that now he's moved to Florida. But everything that you see down there, like you know, uh, the the motorcycles for Indiana Jones, he made he made all those and the motors and his dad. And, and you think right here in our community, and he's doing it for Disney in Florida, Disney in China, and and it's so big he had to move down there for all these places. It's, it's amazing. A ripple effect that most people. That's not me. Just for the record, <laughs> just want to know. I put, I turn my phone off. All right, uh, go ahead, John. So if you try to call me, I can't. I can't answer. You'll call me. Don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, but um, that's what I mean. Those are the kinds of things, and that happens in conversation. It happens over, you know, a, a decade of of learning what these people are all about, and and these. But there are incredible people, things so. that we have in our community that are that are here that go uh, nationwide or, or or go statewide or something. That right. I mean, everything is, right. And those it, are the great stories, and sometimes it's just the simplest story. Yeah. It's simple. And a cooking segment, too. Right. With Mark Canzanetta from Bistro 1907. Um, that's the one, that new one downtown? the new one. Yeah, it is. And if you haven't, yeah, and I know you guys haven't probably been there yet. John, you'll have Is to, it good? It's it's not just good. It's tremendous. Is it? Well, Lauren, didn't you have your, uh, your celebratory opening party there yesterday? We did. We all got together down there um, to, to watch the launch of the shows, and it was it was a really good time. Like a Super Bowl so, party. Yeah, kind of. There you go. Yeah, it was, All like, right. it was like my own version of that. <laughs> All right. And, and uh, how's the new hotel down there? That's, it's beautiful. And that's another thing. I mean, you know, most of us don't get a chance to go tour this kind of stuff and see some of the development down there. I don't know if you guys will feature that in time. I mean, most people mm-hmm. don't don't look at that kind of stuff. And it's like, a, it's, it's like a tour. There is a lot to be proud of in this town. There really, really is. I mean, you know, we have some of the best restaurants, some of the best Italian food, some of the best pizza in the world. I always hear when people leave here and they go somewhere else, they always say, boy, I miss this, I miss that. Everything from the blueberry donuts. Everything from the pizzas that we have here. Right. Every, I mean, you, you just hear about it. And that's the thing is that that's, that's what makes living here enjoyable. But there are other things that I, I genuinely believe that people are not paying attention to. I mean, take me, for example. Like, if I still, and I love Chicago, and John will, you know, John and I have talked about this many, many times. But people will say, why did you leave? Why do you stay here? I stay here because this place you can do anything you want because there's the need for it. You can mm-hmm. live out your dream in a small community. Cost of living is low. The, it's a nice you know, town. To be able to be creative with whatever, with whatever your business plan will be. Banks are willing to listen to you when you are willing to make an investment within a place that the population and the tax dollar needs the investment. So if you think of it, chances are good it will become a reality. That's the And people should realize that. And they that. should realize that. You now, can do anything. Now tell me about segment number two. So you you and Mike do the first part. Then do you transition into Lauren Ludwig uh grueling reporter? No. Grueling uh interviewer. No, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever been that. And I don't know if trying to give did you, you a big, think, big, I was going to say, did you think I was? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I always saw John. I tell you, I always saw Lauren Hedges. Uh, I, she has a lot of charisma. That's what I. That, that's I always what tell I, her that. That's the word I always tell her. She got the charisma when she walks into a room. Everybody knows she's there. 
uh, she, if, uh, right. she's not announcing herself. Right, she has charisma. And, <laughs> uh, and, and now you bring that charisma to the second half hour, right, with right. John Arnold? Yes, I, and what, we and, do. And what do you do? do? Now, after you and Mike are done, then at 4.30 it goes into John's show. Yes, The Truth in Investing with John Arnold and myself. And this is John's way of basically giving people insight into how to be successful for themselves Mm -hmm. it's taking ownership of of where you are and where you need to be financially and we all start in different places and i think that's the most beautiful part of the show john that you you break it down to a very fundamental level you know people that hear investing the term investing is something that bothers me almost like as we move forward but i haven't thought of a better word yet because it's it's almost like taking care of that portion of your life no matter where you are and and when you start at the foundation and you simplify things for people to understand that being able to be an investor is not something that's out of reach for you but here's where we're going to start in order to get you there that process is a really powerful one if people understand that they can be a part of it and you know my parents very hard-working people um, never made a whole lot of money but always um, had somebody in their corner when it came to investing the small amount of money that they had wisely, but it only it has to start somewhere. Right, but they they were smart enough, John. I mean, and that's a, that's the great thing about your TV show, John, is it has to start somewhere. I mean, you have to you have to, uh, and I hate to say it, you have to start saving some money, even if that is the initial start with your company in a four hundred one k, John. Just saying, hey, I'm not going to pass up the match that my company gives me. I mean, the simple things like that, right? Correct. I, I have so much to elaborate on, but I don't want to hog the uh, hour here. No, no. Uh, I, first, I, I, I want you to elaborate, and then Lauren and I will quiz you after that. It'll be almost right, like good. Uh, Go ahead. you'll be I very. Yourself out. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, the first thing is I have this passion to educate, and, and it, 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 there's an underlying like linking to Lauren and Mike's show because what makes Youngstown so special is the people. That's why 570 is so successful. That's why our AM radio show in Youngstown that you do a great job on, and Dan and other folks, is so successful because the people are all linked. We all know each other. I can walk into the Lake Club, to a restaurant, to Mill Creek Park, and I know that there's going to be somebody that I know that I run into, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a positive experience. And what how that links to what I'm trying to do is, I grew up in a GM family, blue collar family. Mom, massive therapist, dad working triple overtime to, to take us on a you know a decent vacation or the Cedar Point, etc., or to give us a nicer house or car. But no one ever took my parents aside at my age. Well, I should say not my age, but when I was young, younger in their twenties or thirties, saying, "Here's what you do with your money: take five or ten percent of your paycheck, put it into pre-tax things, or here's how you build a financial foundation or a plan." Basically, what I'm trying to do is bring education, the things I learned the hard way. I'm trying to bring them the easy way to this great, to this, these great people in the valley, because I know how hard they work. I know who they are. I see them, and if I can just somehow get their just a little bit of their change in the way they think about things financially, and talk to them about the things that millionaires know or people in Silicon Valley already know, the things that we're not taught. We know work hard. Save a couple bucks, hopefully get a, you know, Social Security, maybe 401k, but there's so much more to a financial plan than that. There, and there's the little things that I like teaching people, and that show offers me the ability to do that. And then obviously they get co-hosted with Lauren, who's charismatic and household name. And by the way, you, she acts and talks like she's from here. 
she talked about she's not, and it's amazing. She's a walking, living example of how successful you can be living in Youngstown with hard work, vision, and persistence. And, uh, you know, she's a great role model to young women, young businesswomen in the area. So me partnering up with her and Mike, and who's always been so nice to me and professional uh, the days when I was with WFMJ on, the, on that afternoon show with those guys, it's it's it's. It, I feel like I'm. It, it's heaven for me. It's dynamite. So now shut up. How much? <laughs> how much difference? Well, that was actually very nice, John. I was just saying, New York's job on that one. Uh, yeah, like yeah. That. Keep, keep on going. <laughs> I was. Going. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to hog it. No, out, I mean, how much? Uh, how is it difference doing a, a TV show than it is when you're here on radio? You have visuals. Is it easier? No, no. It, for me, it was way harder. Um, my, as a matter of fact, the first cut of the show, what did I you was. Have? Uh, he had I'm butterflies. I'm sorry. You had butterflies. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. uh, I had been. I, I flew in from Florida two days before. I, I was too over. What I was was just the opposite. I was overconfident. Since 2006, I've been on the radio with you and, and Robert Mangino, and it doesn't matter visually my appearance i could be looking down talking on my phone whatever or or, or taking a, you know a text from a, a client to say talk about this on the radio and you and i can banter back and forth but no one's seeing me when when i'm on the show i'm always on stage and i forgot i forgot that between we did this the first cut late uh, i was i was going to travel back to florida the next day i just done work i just got done working back to back six to, to 12 hour days meaning six in the morning to getting to bed at 12 at night to go seeing clients and traveling uh bottom line is I, w- I wasn't on my game plus i lost sight of what i was doing so the first cut we had to actually do because it was my fault no. so to, to, to answer you honestly and, and with candor it was very hard for me to adapt and then uh, Lauren coached me and said, hey, these are, these are the things we need to do to make this work, John, because I only do things first class. And that's what I wanted from her. And I said, yep, we're going to do that. And, and hopefully somehow, you know, a little bit. And I, I talked from the heart, as you can see. Uh, we, we made it we made it work. And I think every show I'm getting a little bit better. But the thing is, you, you work with Lauren and Mike, who are, who are trained and and trained professionals they got they get it so easy i'm in awe of how easy it is for them it is not an easy thing so if someone's viewing uh like you any 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 actor or any tv personality just know how hard it is you're always on stage every second counts there isn't there's no time for mistakes and to see lauren and mike do it the way they do it's amazing so uh, so then you said okay i gotta do take number two and i gotta you know make sure i uh, I, I just look at the camera and that and that kind of stuff. So you got the hang of it, basically. Is if, if well, I'll let Lauren, I'll let Lauren be the judge of that. But I tell you what, I do try. I think about it constantly to perfect it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not an easy. It's not an easy thing to do. In, in you would think it'd be easier because it's not you, easy even for me and Mike. But I mean, so you know, when he does not. his his part, he has visuals. You know, you you, you can put stuff on the screen or do st- stuff that's so much easier than uh, w- than we can here on a radio show. But I mean, he can actually show a graph or something like that, right? Right. Eventually, we we'll, we will get to that. We will get to that point. So that's the other part of it is that the production factor is for me a learning process. You know, for myself and for the the guys that work behind the scenes. This is an evolution for them too. So, and you know, we've learned lessons as to how to make things better, what we need technically in order to make it, you know, a more appealing thing to watch. And you know, the the first one is a start. The first few are a start. And I just want to preface that with, you know, uh, 
it's not easy to put on something that is a production and is. You know what I like about what she's saying right now, uh, John, and I'm serious, is that she is she is wants to put a first class viewable program on. That's what I, I mean. That's where you're heading, isn't it? You, so, you have no. I can tell you firsthand. Her and I have shot many commercials now together, mm-hmm. and a show together. And I, I thought the first cuts would have done. They, they would have made it. And I think a lot of viewers would have known different. But Lauren was, you know, she demanded perfection, and I love that. And I demanded perfection from her, and we got really great commercials, and we got really. I thought a really good first show or two uh, filmed after that demand. Um, She's not being humble. She's being truthful. She's right. she's perfectionist, and I love and it. That's not so an I easy, chose her. Not an easy thing to work with. And so John, John and I, we appreciate those those things within each other. But then we, ha- I have a team of people who have to deal with that level of crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'll tell you something. They have to deal with it. And John, you know they they do. <laughs> John, when you do those commercials with <laughs> Lauren, though, and I got to admit this, uh, when you do those commercials with Lauren, you look a lot taller on television. And when you're talking about all the car deals at Sweeney's, I think you know you do a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing, John. It's hard. It's hard to keep track. I know. Yeah, no. But I mean, I think I think John is a natural, in my opinion. I think John is a natural at explaining things. When when you first started on the radio many many years ago, John, as you said, which I tell people, it isn't about getting business. It isn't about uh, getting new clients, even though that comes from it. It's about explaining investing to people so that they start investing, so they can understand it, so that they can sometimes do it on their own. As you've told many people on the program, you know, you can do this on your own. You don't need me. Here's the suggestions I have. It's it, it, That's really the focus has been of the radio program. That's the same focus of the TV show, though, right, John? I mean, that's where it starts. It's identical. Yep. It's identical. It's a, it's, both shows are educational. I do, to tell you the truth, I do get a ton of clients from the radio shows. Probably, I probably will eventually get clients from the TV show, but the ultimate goal is education. The ultimate goal is to say, hey, well, there's two goals, by the way. Educate and two, uh, show people out there, the listening and viewer, viewer audience, that the financial advisor, I don't know, paradigm, or I don't even know what you want, the sector, okay, has had got a bad name because you only hear about the Brady Madoffs and the Staffords and the, and the jerks that run the Ponzi schemes. What you don't know is me and my competitors, the Everett Jones guys, the Meriprise guys, the, the Merrill Lynch guys, when I say guys, I mean men and women, those are great people. They're great individuals. They wouldn't even think about in their million years, hurting you as a client. They wouldn't even, their ultimate goal is the one, make you a ton of money, get more money from you, and get a referral from you. And the only way you can do that is being honest and, and, and holding yourself up with the most, utmost integrity, which 95 to 90%, 97% of all people in the industry do. And people say, you're crazy for, for defending your, your competition. No, I, all I want is the truth. I want you to know the truth. The people in our business, the majority of them are great people, and they, they do a kick-ass job, and they do everything they can to make to make you money and then you only hear about the jerks in our business but what you don't know is the regulations are so tight in our business and they're so they're, they're crazy to it a point to where I wouldn't even know or majority of my competitors wouldn't even know we wouldn't even know where to start to scam somebody but you only hear about the bad guy 